Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Today's guest is Janice Vitelli, and we've been talking about coaching around tough topics and big decisions. As you know, every week it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and their financial venue. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that help craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Janice, thank you once again for joining us and talking about this very challenging topic, big life changes. We've all gone through them. We've Mm -hmm. all gone through them. Sometimes it's at our own decision and sometimes it's because we're forced to make those big changes. So both you and I have gone through big life changes when we started our own business. Mm-hmm. It was crazy fear. I had so much fear in me when I did that, both before and then during the initial process. And when you and I were talking for this, you said you felt the same way. I, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely did. I um, even though I had thought it out properly and and uh, I knew I had all the qualifications, definitely that big change. That any anytime a big change comes along, um, it can spark fear and that's really a very normal feeling yeah and and i i know um one of the things that we talked about was what are some of the things that we can do to handle fear when that hits us some of the things that that i've used or that i recommend to to clients is to recognize if the fear is reality based so uh, so like, for example, I was I was thinking about this um, when I was driving today. So if you were thinking about retiring and there was a lot of fear around that, if you're already working with a, finan- a financial um, person like yourself, and your your financial person is telling you, yeah, you're you're it's it's all green, you're you're good to go, and you're still feeling that fear and anxiety, then it is probably not so much reality based. It's it's just these kind of chemicals going through your body, just like if you were walking in a in a dark alley at night and that 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 fear during those times, like where you're actually in physical danger, mm-hmm. um, is helpful. But when when you when you're making a decision and and you have all your your T's crossed and your I's dotted and the fear comes up, um, it, it definitely a good idea to to check yourself on that and make sure that you're not letting your fear keep you from doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. 
that's good yeah. for you. And, and you said that, um, I think you mentioned a book Tim Ferriss wrote. Yeah. Uh, that is a good way to sort of gr- get a get a check on how you're feeling, whether it's that reality or whether it's um, emotional or physical or how to connect the two. So that would be a good resource that people could go to, correct? Yeah. So there's this um, this author, an entrepreneur, and he's um, he's written many books. The way I learned about him was through a TED Talk, and his name is Tim Ferriss, F-E-R-R-I-S. And in, in the TED Talk, he talks about this strategy that he came up with, and he calls it fear setting so the focus you're you're actually examining your your fears and one of the steps in there is to identify what you're afraid of and really flesh that out like i'm afraid mm-hmm. that if i if i if i retire that i'm i'm not going to be able to whatever uh, pay my mortgage mm-hmm. really kind of flesh it out and then look at Um, What can you do if the worst does happen? What you can do to mitigate it? What can you do to keep that bad thing from happening? Mm -hmm. And also, if it did happen, this is, I already said that about mitigating Mm -hmm. if if the worst did happen. Mm -hmm. And then what I thought was really, really helpful, and I I use this, I've used this this technique before in making um, some decisions that really scared me, was to look at what are the impacts, potential impacts on your life if you don't make mm. this change. And Ooh. so, for, yeah, and so for me, um, you know, when I decided to make a career change and start my own practice, I had some some physical stuff going on that wasn't responding well to the stress in my job. And so I was able to look at that. And if I didn't make some changes, my physical condition could possibly get. So sometimes it's the uh, the the insecurities that we have within ourselves that drive the fear. Sometimes yes. it's you know sometimes it's something that may have happened at some point in time in our lives that mm-hmm. that got you know that are putting that fear. Sometimes it's people that have a less uh, that have less risk in their lives or are very very risk adverse that put the little plant the little seed that say are you sure you want to do that because mm-hmm. you know I, I think a lot of people when when both you and I decided to become self-employed similar to your situation the job was taking a toll on my health and it had been like you know the, the prior employers that I had nobody was doing financial planning the way that I wanted it and, and wanted to do it and the way I felt was the best way to do it and so all of those prior employers created an internal stress that and, and they are I'm not saying anything bad about them it's just it wasn't meeting my needs the way I wanted to do it. And right. and so because of that, I had this internal turmoil and I would get up in the morning and say, I love what I do, but I, I just, I, I mean, I love the concept of what I do, but I'm not doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so oh, that, that insecurity kept knocking at my head, but it's a steady salary, it's a steady salary, it's a steady salary, it's good benefits. And finally, I woke up one day and said, I don't care. I'm so unhappy that I don't mm-hmm. care anymore that it's I'm giving up this steady salary. I've got to do something different or I cannot live like this anymore. And and if you use that, that fear setting, so you could look at like, what are the consequences to like my health? And also perhaps you have more fulfillment uh, fulfillment in your you know in the choice that you that you've made and it and it looks like from your response that that you, yeah. you do feel more more fulfillment it's more in tune with with your soul or your yes. um purpose or however you want to phrase it 
It's absolutely, yeah. So no, I get up in the morning now and I'm excited to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's it's not, I don't do it because I feel like I have to. I do it because I actually want to. And it's very exciting for me. I And I know, um, you know, owning your own business has its own special challenges too, but it it's, that's just one example of where if I had let fear get in the way, all of this joy that has come with it, Mm-hmm. I would have missed out on and I'm so glad that I made that change and I know you have already made the comment about your business that it was a scary thing to do but you're already seeing the fruits you know grow and, yes. and you've seen your practice grow already so you're feeling yes. that excitement now right yeah and if I you know if I had listened to my fear that was not it wasn't rational. It was like you said, like those little voices that are in your head, either from your great aunt Matilda or <laughs> um, wherever they came from. If I had listened to that, you know, I would have missed out on the opportunity to be doing something like this. You know, I wouldn't, this would never have happened. Um, I've met new people. I've had new opportunities. I'm feeling more fulfilled. My health is responding in a positive way. Yeah, so I would have missed out on all of that if I had just listened to my fear as if it was something that was like real, real. you yeah. know, that was, it was warning me of some, a real danger. And um, I loved one of the things that you said when we were talking about this, you had actually mentioned, cause I said, what do you do when you get, you know, worked up about your fears? What are some of the things that you can do? And, and I loved the comment that you made about kind of taking pause just having a simple cup of tea or lighting a candle, just being aware mm-hmm. of that emotional estate that or emotional state that you're in, acknowledging it and taking a break. Yeah. And that sense of quietness of not allowing it to continue to just build and build and build and build and build and just saying, it's a real feeling. I'm feeling it right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have this warm cup of tea or I'm going to light my favorite candle or maybe it's a nice glass of wine, if mm-hmm. you know if you know me. Um, but just breathing can make a big difference to distress that feeling of fear. Yeah. And what you what you said um, noticing it is the is the first step. So if we're so uh, and I'm guilty of this too, sometimes like the first half of my day will go by and I won't yes I'm, I'm doing my job and I'm present but I am not tuned in to how I'm feeling mm-hmm. you know and, and lunchtime comes along and I'm like okay I need to go to the bathroom and I I kind of just forgot about that because I was meeting with clients and and my neck kind of hurts and you know what I I need to like go for a walk or I need to do a little meditation. I need to just do something to come back into my body and less into our into our thoughts. Yeah. I think that centering I'm trying I'm really working hard at that centering side where when I feel that anxiety building, I I just take a moment and I've been um because you know, I've read a lot about meditation recently and I just take a moment and I close my eyes. Deep breath you know, five or six times. Sometimes I get yes. up and I actually stay, I like march in place. If I've been sitting too long, I'll march mm-hmm. in place. And just that, that in and of itself 
the shoulders come down, the anxiety level goes, you know, further away. And it's been amazing for me. And I don't know that that's the official definition of meditation, but I'm calling it my own way of doing meditation. Mm -hmm. I think that's what meditation is. Whatever makes you centered, whatever brings you back to the middle, right? Yeah. You can um, even um, you, you can even practice mindfulness by like when you're washing the dishes, you know, and while you're washing the dishes, you're feeling the warm water, you're smelling yeah. the soap. Hopefully, you're not smelling icky food smells. <laughs> but um, well, you're you're smelling them good on the drain. <laughs> you're like while you're washing the dishes, you're washing the dishes. While you're you know you're not thinking about other stuff. When you're hanging out with your kids and playing with your kids, you're. You're spending time with them. You're not thinking about other things. Mm-hmm. And I think when we uh, take it to the level of sometimes with couples, if there's some disagreements that are happening there, then um, one of the tips that I believe you mentioned was um, like picking a proper time and place to have the conversation mm-hmm. that makes sure everyone um, is, is in agreement with that time and place that you don't sort of spring it on somebody. Yeah. Then everybody's in the right frame of mind to have this conversation and that in and of itself can bring a calming mechanism to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, checking in with yourself to see to make sure that you're in a frame of mind to have mm. a conversation and then checking in with your partner um, to see if they're if they're in agreement that it now would be a good time or you can even schedule it you know mm-hmm. like hey mm-hmm. how about Tuesday night after you know we put the kids to bed how about if we spend half an hour talking about this talking about this issue and hopefully by then everybody's coming to it with a, an open mind and a mm-hmm. calmness to it mm-hmm. yeah so I also want to I want to finish the, the video blog with a question um, because I think it's really important when we talk about all these emotions right so as a financial planner I'm not licensed to give therapy on some of these topics um, but I do see it an awful lot and so I would love to know the benefits of working with a therapist during one of these times in your life what would you think of maybe the top three or four or five items that would you know be a great time to be working with why this would be a great time to be working with therapist if you're having these emotions so when you have a lot of emotions going on and a lot of thoughts are I always picture the thoughts kind of you know coming out of my out of my head that looks kind of strange but you you get the idea mm-hmm. um when you have a lot going on there's value in just being able and we talked about this before like giving voice to it getting it out of your head and out into the mm-hmm. you know out the universe and the the cool thing about having a therapist is that or a counselor or whatever you want to whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it um is that it's a safe place for you to talk about all those thoughts that like maybe you don't want to share with people that like, oh, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling, you know, all these different feelings. I don't, I don't necessarily want to, to share them with people. It's also a space where you're not going to be judged, not at all. And it's a, a, a very good place for to get some additional support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and even role play just a little bit, I yes. think, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. along those lines, mm-hmm. uh, I would think that if you're feeling, let's say it's a job change, 
um, you know, role playing the the idea behind the the job change, or if it's a conversation with your spouse, role playing that mm-hmm. conversation. I would think that would be something because mm-hmm. there's there's no judgment on that side either, and exactly. just having you know, because I think a lot of the times I've been married 25 years, um, mm-hmm. Janice, and and uh, Brent and I had a really 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 deep conversation this past fall about some things, and um, it was interesting because. Even after 25 years, I realized during that conversation that there were some things that I just, I don't think I was ever afraid to say it to him, Mm. but it was, it was just, I wasn't sure how he was going to react to certain things that I would say. And there wasn't, it was a non-event, but it was just, you know, it was a, it was an interesting conversation that he and I had and, and he sort of either cocked his head just a little bit and said, I, I didn't really feel that way. And I said, really? After 25 years, you didn't know that? <laughs> and it just, I guess I had never come out in conversation or or whatever. But I think with some people, if there is some fear to have that conversation, especially uh, in a newer relationship, sometimes there's fear to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. After 25 years, I figure he's, if he doesn't know it by now, he's not gonna, he's not gonna abandon me for something at this point in time. <laughs> you know? But some people don't have that comfort level in their marriage. So, you know, or a relationship. And so role playing, I think is really a a great um, dynamic to be able to have with a counselor or a therapist and mm-hmm. you know building that plan um, that game plan right I think you mentioned that earlier it, it is when you're going through tough times having somebody to say okay let me listen as you mentioned giving giving these feelings a voice uh, I think that's really a big thing and I think for a lot of women the area that this would be very 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 helpful is to overcome imposter syndrome and I'm mm-hmm. not just saying that it's women related I know there's a lot of men out there that experience it too mm-hmm. but um, we look at ourselves in the mirror with a very distorted look often and and I'm so guilty of this so guilty of this uh, what I see and the way that I explain it to people is when I look in the mirror, I see hippo hips. Okay. So I'm, I'm putting it in visualization of my body at the moment, mm-hmm. but that's, but, but it can be in my own like career too. Like I see this woman who is double the size that she actually is in reality. Um, or, or in the case of a job, it might be smaller in size than she is in actuality, but either way I'm distorted. And sometimes having somebody who's not emotionally involved because my husband can tell me all the time what he thinks of me and how smart he thinks I am and I can do this and I can do that but he's emotionally involved to support me and when you have somebody outside that relationship it's kind of um, not to sidebar too much but it's kind of like if if when I talk with some of my clients young children like you know, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, and I give them an idea on financial planning, they think I'm a genius. Now, mom and dad have been trying to tell them the same exact thing for the last 10 years, but this new person that they met, this financial planner, they just said that, and I'm a genius. And that's the same way I think when we're dealing with our own careers and our own fears, our family around us is emotionally charged to tell us um, that we're gonna be okay. But, but we don't believe them. And yet somebody else comes into the picture that's not in, emotionally involved like that, quote unquote stranger, and they do have a different point of view. They don't know all the baggage 
Mm -hmm. So they're going to ask questions like, why can't you do it? Mm -hmm. What are the reasons why? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not an assumption where with the family, they're all assuming I can do it, where somebody like you, if we were having this conversation, you'd be asking those questions. Well, why can't you do it? Right. So like if we do have the like kind of distortions about how we view ourselves. So uh, like, and you, you use the term imposter syndrome that Mm -hmm. like going and sitting with a therapist, therapist can kind of can mirror back reality to you like mm-hmm. hey look you've been doing this for however many years you have how much education do you have <laughs> you know and how many people did you help last year yeah. and they can um, help you to begin to see yourself in a new in a new light and that neutral light that true light yeah yeah so um, so I think that that's the benefits of working during those times when we're feeling that level of stress or that um, self-confidence issue or we want to change but we're too afraid to make the change those are really great just to ha- highlight no judgment role play talk through building a plan um, giving a voice to the fears that you have and walking through a reality check uh, and overcoming the imposter syndrome. And if we allow some of those barriers, you know, we are limiting the potential and it's potential of both wealth and, as you mentioned earlier, that purposeful life. So Mm -hmm. um, those are the areas that would be great if you're feeling some of these things. Please reach out to Janice and have a conversation with her about those. The financials are great and we we can walk through the digits, but the emotions that come with a lot of the barriers that hold you back from growing those digits, uh, that's where Janice can come in and help you. You've been listening to Amy Irvine, CFP, and Janice Vitelli, who is now a business owner and works, uh, she's a mental health therapist, has her own business on Market Street and Corning. We'll have some information in the notes about where to locate both of us. We hope you've enjoyed this edition. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.